Group experience is a new and refreshing way for you, your friends, or your family to travel. Check the show notes to learn more. What's going on? I'm your host, Stevie G, and you are listening to DBE, the podcast designed for students of travel. You can catch the show anywhere you listen to podcasts, or you can tune in by visiting groupexperience.com, the official home of the Destinations Beyond Expectations podcast. Do me a favor, and if you're listening on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts, make sure to subscribe to the show. That really helps the podcast reach more students of travel. If you haven't checked out Destinations Beyond Expectations on Facebook yet, go ahead and like the show there. It's a great way to stay up to date. And DBE is on Instagram too. You can find some fun travel blogs along with a button to join the DBE Patreon community by visiting dbetravel.com, the official website of the podcast. For this week's episode, we're headed back to New England. Nantucket is a beautiful destination to explore. It has historic lighthouses, some great places to eat, and so much more. It's really a great place to summer, as they say in New England. My guest this week is my friend Melissa from the Melissa Meets World Travel and Lifestyle blog. Melissa's blog is loaded with some awesome articles that cover destinations in New England and beyond. And after reading a blog she recently wrote on Nantucket, I had to learn more. I'm including her comprehensive guide on how to spend a weekend in Nantucket in the show notes, so make sure you check that out. And we're going to use it as a roadmap for our discussion. All right, let's get to it. Here's my interview with Melissa to talk about things to do on the magical island in Massachusetts known as Nantucket. Melissa, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. Thanks so much for stopping by and and joining me on the show. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Now, you wrote a really wonderful blog about how to spend a weekend in Nantucket, which listeners, you'll see that in the show notes. Uh, But for anyone who isn't too familiar with Nantucket, can you tell us where Nantucket is and in general terms, what makes it such a great destination to visit? Yeah, of course. Um, if any of you are familiar with the New England area, the or the Massachusetts area, I should say. So the Cape is kind of right along the southern, um, southernmost area of Massachusetts. And right beyond the Cape is actually Martha's Vineyard in Nantucket. Nantucket is a little bit smaller than Martha's Vineyard. So you would wonder why, you know, why is it? Why is it the most famous and the most popular place that you know people like to sum to summer? People say summering in Nantucket <laughs> or summer in New England, but when it's kind of hard to describe, but it just kind of has a magical sort of feeling about it. Essentially, you know, as soon as you get on the island, you can feel it. It really is the quintessential, I mean, New England summer destination. The downtown and the surrounding neighborhoods are just so quaint. I almost felt at one point when I was walking on a cobblestone road that I was back in like colonial America, um, which is kind of funny. The beaches are just incredible. We were there a few weekends ago and the water was actually warm, which is you know surprising for New England. Um, and the culinary and the hospitality scenes there are really, are really top notch. Would you almost say it's like, almost like an escape from a lot of the craziness that happens in, I guess, the Northeast with all the people and all the hustle and bustle? Yeah, it, it kind of is in a way, but unfortunately, they're all kind of going there with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
this summer, they've seen uh, one of our friends that lives on the island. He said he hasn't seen it like this in 27 years. It's been it's been quite busy. I think he was saying from 2019 to 2021, the summer population increased by 60 percent. So it's yeah, it was it was quite busy this summer. Quite popular. Well, you mentioned in in your blog that there's two modes of transportation that someone can use to get to the island. Um, Can you talk through like the best ways to actually get to Nantucket? Yeah, of course. Um, So it's funny. Some people think that you can actually drive there, that there, you know, it is an island, so maybe there's a bridge, but but there's not. You can only get to the island by ferry or by plane. Since my husband and I live in Boston, we've always opted the ferry, you know, the ferry route, but Nantucket does have have an airport. Um, I think a lot of people that travel from like New York and things like that travel, you know, travel by plane. A lot of people have their own private planes, but obviously we just we just take the ferry that works that works perfect for us we usually drive down to hyannis which is you know in the southern area of the cape and take a passenger ferry um to nantucket which is about an hour so when you think about going to nantucket you know that should be your first thought so how am i going to get to nantucket and then also when i get there how am i going to get around on the island um so like i said we take the ferry passenger ferry a little less than an hour you can, however, you know, when you're thinking about, okay, how am I going to get around the island? You know, people, you think about, okay, maybe maybe I can drive around the island. However, that may not be the best option for you. To bring your car on the island, it, it costs probably between four and $500. And that doesn't even matter for like, you know, if you're going for a day or a week. They really, I think, kind of do keep the price of a, a little bit to keep the car traffic down, especially in the summer when it's so busy. So you will be paying a pretty penny if you want to if you want to bring your car and you will also have to be taking a little bit longer, a little bit different of a ferry. That's also close to Hyannis as well. Um, so as far as getting kind of getting around the island, once you're there, how you're going to get around. When I re- The first time I went to Nantucket, I researched this quite a bit and it seemed like everyone was talking about biking. That's, you know, that's the best way. There was only maybe one or two bloggers I found that had mentioned taking the bus which in you know now that i've been there a few times in my opinion i think it's hands down the best way to get around the island um when we first had actually gone stayed stayed at the island for a few nights we had thankfully borrowed one of my friend's cars because we had stayed in an airbnb you know we were trying to save money stayed right in the middle of the island however that wasn't really close to any of the bus stops um nor you know uber's pretty expensive on the island and even to like bike around it was still a little bit you know, a little bit far, staying right in the middle of the island. So we actually um, had, thankfully, had the, had the car and were able to drive around a little bit, which was really helpful. If you're staying kind of in the downtown area, which is where most people stay and where most of the hotels and, um, you know, accommodations are, the bus stops to get really anywhere from downtown to the rest of the island are, are right in downtown. It's, it's really very convenient. It will only cost you about $3 per person. I think they haven't increased the price. I'm pretty sure that's what we paid a few weekends ago. $3 per person one way. You know, so if you're thinking round trip, it, that's only $6. An Uber would probably cost you between, you know, 20 or 30. Obviously, bringing your car is going to cost you about 400. So I really do think it's, you know, think it's the best way, the best way to get around the island. I think because people also think, think that, you know, Nantucket, yeah, it's smaller than Martha's Vineyard. It's a small island. But it really actually, it's, you know, it's not that small um, to bike from the downtown area to Wisconsin, which is where most people recommend you bike. It's 
probably a good, I'd say 30, 45 minute bike ride, depending on how, um, how fast you are. Also biking around the downtown area itself, there's not a lot of bike paths in the downtown area. Also, you have to think about pedestrian traffic, which is, you know, huge in the summer. Um, and then obviously all the car traffic too, that's there. So it can be a little, uh, a little stressful biking around downtown. It's only really when you get to the outskirts of, of downtown, when you're heading out away from the downtown area, that there are, you know, better bike paths for you. So again, I would, I would recommend, um, you know, looking into the bus when you, you know, as your kind of mode of transportation is, if you're not bringing your car, um, when you get on the island, it's, it's really very convenient. Yeah. Those are some really great tips for getting to and around Nantucket. So that, that's awesome. Now you mentioned yeah. this a little bit, uh, as you were talking through transportation, but tell me about the accommodations. What are the hotels like? Any advice you would, you would give to anybody who's looking to stay the night in Nantucket? Yeah, of course. So when anyone, you know, asks me about traveling in New England, my first piece of advice is just to book early. You know, I know sometimes everyone doesn't plan their lives out, you know, a few months or six or eight months ahead. Sometimes like my husband and I do, we're a bit crazy like that. But sometimes to get the most affordable accommodations, it's really to look ahead and, you know, and, and book your stays stays that way. Um, you can look at Airbnb, booking.com. Sometimes they will have maybe reasonable-ish um you know, options available if you're if you're looking ahead of time. I will, you know, just as a heads up, Nantucket, it definitely has quite the sticker shock. Um, it is expensive. And obviously, summer in Nantucket is the most, ex- you know, most expensive, most popular time to go. So if you're trying to travel on a budget, I would highly recommend trying to go more during the shoulder seasons. You know, fall is really great on Nantucket. Um, there's a Christmas stroll in December. Um, maybe not that weekend. That weekend might be a little bit expensive because obviously it's very popular um but just you know trying to maybe go spring fall if you're trying you know if you're trying to travel um on a budget as far as where to stay there obviously are a few of you know the more well-known hotels um the white elephant the um the nantucket the nantucket duh um (laughs) and the veranda are some really great options right downtown we actually also, the Jared Coffin House we've stayed at, we stayed at most recently, is a great option right in the downtown area, um, which is kind of, I don't want to say, you know, definitely not luxury. Um, their hotels still during the middle of the summer will probably cost you between $350 and $400 a night. Um, and that's, you know, that's kind of the going rate. And unless you're staying in like the Wawinette, which is a little more um, upscale, that's going to be a little, quite a bit, I shouldn't say a little, quite a bit more expensive. Um, but if, if it's your first time going to Nantucket and you want to stay in the best spot, I would highly recommend staying, staying in the downtown area. Perfect. Now in your blog, you write a weekend in Nantucket isn't complete without a visit to at least one of Nantucket's lighthouses. Can you tell me about the different, you know, lighthouses in Nantucket and what makes them so special? Yeah, that, that's so true. Um, at least visiting one, you know, one of the lighthouses when you're there, it will be definitely easy to visit one of them. So Nantucket actually has three lighthouses, only two though that are that are easily accessible. I should say the first is Brant Point Lighthouse, which is probably about a 10-15 minute walk from downtown. If you're coming in on um, on the ferry, at least coming from the Cape, you'll probably fast pass it heading right into the harbor. Um, it's a little white 
I mean, I should say little, it's not little, but actually I'm thinking in my mind, like, you know, okay, I'm coming into the harbor, passing the ferry. It looks, it looks very small from the ferry. Um, it's not, but it's right on a little small beach overlooking the ferry and the open ocean. So it's, it's a great, you know, spot to hit, especially if you're staying in the downtown area. The second, and I always like butcher this name, um, Sankity, I think, I think I did pretty well on that. <laughs> Head Lighthouse is actually towards the Sconset area. So I would say it's not in the Sconset area. It's, um, I'm trying to remember how far of like a drive slash bike ride that was. Um, probably about maybe a 10 minute drive, probably less than that from the downtown Sconset area. There is actually a very nice bike path. Once you get out of the downtown area on your bike that leads um, right from the outskirts of downtown to the lighthouse that, that you can take um, right along the right side of the road fairly large bike path, very safe. Um, the third lighthouse actually is Great Point Lighthouse, which will not be accessible by, by bike. If you're up for the seven mile um, hike through the sand, you, you can get there. Um, or what would be more accessible is with a four wheel, you know, you would need like a four wheel drive vehicle. Also with a beach permit sticker, you have to have um, in Nantucket to visit that lighthouse. So one of the places you recommend people make time for on their trip to Nantucket is Sconset. Can you tell me more about this area? Of course, yeah. Um, so if you're heading to Nantucket, you definitely cannot leave Nantucket without visiting Sconset. It really is the most idyllic coastal town, especially um, in July when all of the beautiful roses, the hydrangeas are blooming everywhere. Um, they're literally cascading down like these beautiful houses and cottages. It's also very pedestrian friendly, which makes it easy to walk around. You can watch walk the um, Sconset Bluff Walk, which you feel like you're almost walking in people's backyards, which you kind of are, but it's really beautiful. Um, you take it right from the center of town and just walk literally right around the water, right along the water behind um, behind all these beautiful homes. Also, you definitely have to visit Claudette's. It's a delicious sandwich shop. And then usually what we do is grab a sandwich and then head right down to the beach. If you kind of look to the right, the road to the right, just follow that path and that will lead you lead you right to the beach. Um, it, you know, it's definitely a small town, but it almost sometimes feels like a far off village on the coast. It really is quite beautiful. And I know another uh, area you recommend people check out, of course, is downtown Nantucket. It seems super charming. Uh, can you tell me a little more about the vibes of, you know, downtown Nantucket and um, what are maybe some of your favorite things to do downtown? Yeah, downtown will definitely be a little um, a little busier than Sconset, which is kind of nice. So downtown's a little more hustle and bustle. There are a lot of shops, restaurants, obviously hotels, accommodations, um, but what not to miss really when you're downtown is the very close surrounding neighborhoods. I kind of said earlier, I felt, you know, when I had visited Nantucket earlier this summer, I felt like I was in almost like colonial America walking on the cobblestone streets. Um, it really is, it, like you said, it's, it's really very charming. If you want to kind of head towards, you know, towards that area, there's this popular shop called Murray's. Have to check it out when, when you're on the island. Um, very well known to Nantucket. Essentially, it's right off of Main. I think that Main Square actually most of it is cobblestone. Kind of just head away from that shop, and you'll you'll be right down very very charming Nantucket Street. You can also not far from downtown. I don't know. If you kind of 
you really can kind of consider it downtown, but um, since it's right along the harbor, you can walk along the Nantucket boat basin, you know, look at all the beautiful boats, yachts, essentially. You'll see multiple, multiple large yachts probably when you're there. Um, but my favorite really downtown is Juice Bar, which is really an icon. It's been on the island for quite a long time. Um, I wish I knew how long, but I know it's been quite a long time. Not only does it serve juice, right, in the name Juice Bar, but the most delicious ice cream. And they also make these homemade waffle cones that are the best waffle cones I've ever had. Um, some other popular restaurants there are also Crew and The Nautilus. Make sure you get a reservation, obviously, ahead of time. This summer has been almost impossible for reservations um, at these restaurants, which is, you know, really great for the restaurants. Seems like they're doing very well. Um, but again, make sure to make sure to make reservations before you go. Um, a little bit of the out of the downtown area is also a restaurant called Galley Beach. I guess I'll kind of rope it into this question because I definitely want to mention it. It's right along the beach. Um, another kind of popular Nantucket icon. We had actually gone there for dinner and it was just, you know, just stunning. I think I made a reservation for around seven o'clock, a little bit before the sunset. And we literally had dinner, you know, a wonderful drink as we watched the sunset on the beach. It was, it was pretty incredible. Sounds, it sounds amazing, like an amazing experience and um, certainly worth, worth a visit for sure. Um, listeners, yeah. I definitely recommend that you visit melissmeetsworld.com where you can find Melissa's Nantucket Weekend Guide, along with some other great stuff. Uh, Melissa, can you tell us more about your website and you know what people can find there? Yeah, of course. Thanks for asking. So it's funny. Um, when I first started the website, I wanted to focus on international travel, right? Hence my name, Melissa Meets World. Um, but since my blog was actually created during quarantine, um, my not-so-familiar night shifts in a surge unit, unfortunately, my, my day job is um, working as a nurse, I quickly realized, you know, when I was creating the website that no one was focusing on international travel, right? We were in the middle of, you know, a pandemic um, and quarantine. So I thought, okay, I'm not going to be able to focus on international travel, but where I live is pretty cool. Um, my husband and I moved to Boston about six years ago from Wisconsin, just kind of on a whim. We wanted, you know, to get out of the Midwest um, and really have absolutely loved Boston and the surrounding New England area. I really... I mean, I, I absolutely love it. So I, I could talk all day about it. But um, so that's really kind of what I tried, you know, what I tried to focus on then. I've always loved living in New England. So I was like, well, you know, why not? And the content really kind of took off. Um, you know, I've connected with a lot of fellow New England content creators, bloggers. So it's been really quite, quite a journey for me. Um, and New England is really beautiful in all seasons. So I really try to, you know, not only focus again, on international travel or travel content, but really New England content in every, you know, every single season. Um, you know, if my husband and I can travel with full-time jobs, you know, anyone can. And I really do want to want to showcase the beauty of New England and just, you know, help others plan, plan their trips around New England. Yeah, New England certainly is an incredibly beautiful place. And like you said, around all seasons too. Um, where else can people follow Melissa Meets World on social media? So I do have um, an Instagram account um, at Melissa, Melissa Meets World. You can follow me on Facebook. I'm not super active on Facebook, though. I think my Instagram posts automatically upload to Facebook. I'm also on Pinterest, um, where I try to upload you know, images, pins, things like that from my blog post. So you can always, 
you know, say you're in the, it's in the middle of summer, but you, you know, have been reading some of my winter content on my blog and really love it. You'll always see um, images for pins and things like that on my blog that you can, you know, save and save and pin for later. That's, you know, really helpful too for, you know, for planning trips and things like that, that I found for me. Awesome. So people out there definitely make sure to go follow uh, Melissa on those sites. Uh, one more question before we call it a show here, Melissa. Yeah, of course. Destinations Beyond Expectations is the podcast that's designed for students of travel. So I have to ask you, are you someone yeah, who yeah. considers yourself a student of travel? And if so, can you maybe, you know, tell me about a lesson you've learned along the way? Yeah, that's a that's a really interesting, um, interesting question, student of travel. Um, it's funny enough, my husband kind of got me into traveling um, because I was going to school as a nurse. I, you know, didn't really have an option to study abroad or travel a lot if I wanted to graduate in four years, right? And he had done this really great study abroad program, you know, all across Europe and really had kind of fallen in love with traveling and had kind of passed that, you know, passed that on to me. Um, you know, it's it's amazing to me that, you know, even when I talk to people in the New England area, some have not even ventured out to some of these places that are so incredibly beautiful. And, you know, within an hour or two from them, um, I think you really, it's kind of like a, like a lifelong, I don't want to say relationship, um, but kind of wanderlust. I feel like that once you start traveling, it's usually hard to stop. Um, really the destinations that we try to pick and I guess just helpful guidance for, you know, anyone, we really do try to sometimes pick places that are less well known um, and kind of a little bit undiscovered, you know, sure. It's really great to go to, you know, all the well-known, you know, like we've been to Paris and, and obviously we absolutely love Paris. Um, but sometimes the crowds, you know, that's, that's where everyone's going to be and to, sometimes have like a really unique experience and connection with with travel is to you know find these undiscovered um undiscovered places I mean the first thing that pops into my mind is is New Zealand you know obviously New Zealand yeah it's a really popular place to go um but we had done this one experience we were literally kind of spelunking through these glowworm caves and we were maybe with I think five or six other people you know a small group and it was just, I mean, so the experience itself was just so incredible. It's just like you and this small group and you're, you know, eventually then kayaking and walking through these caves where you shut the lights off and it's just like, looks like a huge starry sky above you. And, you know, it really is just incredible. And it's, it's just kind of funny. Another, another experience that comes to mind for me as well is um, we were in Japan, traveling through Japan, and I would absolutely highly recommend Japan. It's probably, New Zealand's probably my first favorite country. Japan is my second. Um, but we had tried to get to this one popular area. It was kind of like a Zen meditation garden. And we wanted to get there, obviously, before we knew the tourist bus were going to go because, you know, we had got there. We, we, like, ran to this spot essentially as soon as it opened, got down, sat down, you know, and just really tried to, like, enjoy what was around us and the beauty of it um you know and just that kind of the connection that you know that you that you have which with each place you visit the memories that that you form you know and will always keep with you um you know it was just it was just a really great moment just my husband and I and I think there was one other person doing you know he looked like he was doing some hard hardcore meditation which we weren't 
Um, but then not even maybe 10 or 15 minutes later, you know, we had, we knew the tourist bus had, had pulled up because mobs of people were just, you know, coming in and it, I mean, it really does. It, it changes your, you know, your experience that, that you have. So I think that's just been kind of, you know, the, just those things kind of has, have stayed with me that, you know, yeah, it's, it's really great to travel and, you know, to see that Instagram location or, you know, travel where everyone else is going to, but, you know, sometimes travel can give you so much more than, than you would think if you, if you just kind of let it. So I guess it's kind of a long answer, but <laughs> no, I <laughs> love that. I love that answer because like the, the book's already written on like New York and Paris and all these big international cities, but there's something about discovering something new as you're traveling that just, it's so cool. I know for myself, one of my favorite all-time travel memories, you, you won't believe this, but it was a trip I took to Iowa, of all places in the world. <laughs> I've heard Iowa is actually very beautiful. <laughs> My husband's been there. It is gorgeous. And no one, like, no one would think, you know, like, Iowa yep. travel destination. But, man, it was so great, and I, I loved it. So I totally get what you're saying, and I love that advice. Yeah. So thank you for and sharing that. And that makes that. Sense, right? And, like, something that you will, you know, you, you will always remember, you will always take with you. And that's, you know, it, that's what makes it even more special, so... Absolutely. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to talk about oh, Nantucket. Anytime. I'm, I'm more than willing to talk about New England. I, I love it, obviously. <laughs> A big DBE thank you to Melissa for coming on the show. Listeners, remember to check the show notes for the link to her blog. And don't forget to visit melissmeetsworld.com. And of course, follow Melissa Meets World on Instagram. Destinations Beyond Expectations is also a great follow on social media. Give the show a follow on Facebook and Instagram, and be sure to explore the official website, dbetravel.com. No matter if you're listening on groupexperience.com, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or some other audio source, thank you so much for tuning in. We all have at least one friend who loves travel, right? Why not suggest the DBE podcast to them? There is always space in the classroom for more students of travel. Well, that's all I've got for this week's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a fabulous day, and I will talk to you soon.